episode 224, Ryan Black, how to find the right woman for you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, the alpha round. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, TEDx keynote speaker and best-selling author. I'm with you on this journey every week. If you have any interest in podcasts, living life to the max, and how you can get your own TEDx talk, within the next three months, you need to reach out to me. Go over, follow all the links, and head over to ayalpha.com, head over to Facebook, and search for Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and jump on the inside. Let's connect, let's take it to the next level. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag. Okay, welcome today. We've got one I know a lot of people are going to want to listen to. We have Ryan Black. He's the UK's highest paid men's dating coach and co-founder of the Infinite Man Summit, which we're definitely going to talk about. And uh, that's a very cool name. He's got a cool t-shirt, Infinite Man, on there as well. So you can see why we've aligned with Awaken Your Alpha. I'll try and get the shirt out, which there is Infinite Man. There we go. So you're going to have to go and watch the video on this one as well. Um, he's got a very nice camera, which we've just been talking about. I may put some of that into the interview as well, because it's seriously some great resources and techie knowledge in there. Uh, but firstly, Ryan, silly question, but are you ready to awaken your alpha? I'm so, I'm so ready right now. I'm not, and he's, uh, yeah, while I was talking, he got in a little gun show there. You guys won't be able to see that. But I he's- prefer this one. This is uh, Arnold-esque without the muscles. <laughs> Yeah, we, oh, are you looking? Are you looking for the beach? It's is it that way, or is it, or well, is it that way? Is it that way? Oh my god! See, people are missing out a treat if they just listen to this on the podcast. So, so uh, that was quite a brief intro. We talked about we like less is more and having an impact, infinite man, impactful man. So, is there anything you'd like to? I wouldn't say highlight because it's all highlighted there. But is there anything you'd like to add to your um, introduction there? Well, I mean, it depends how, how far you want to go backwards. But I mean, where, where it all started for me was getting into, the, um, into that thing when you, were, when you mentioned Sasha Dagan. So he was kind of um, the reason that I'm doing any of this is because of him. So it might be worth going back. Yeah, we're to definitely going to go into we're definitely like going to, okay, let's, let's just jump straight into it. What are your alpha origins? So, and again, briefly kind of literally where, where you're originally from. Um, and kind of what got you to this point? And then we're obviously, we're going to talk about Sasha Day game um, and all that, but like, where are you originally from for anyone listening in? Sure. So uh, I have kind of a weird backstory in that I was actually born in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, oh. Yeah. Although I don't sound it. I didn't live there. I was immediately uh, aged about three or four days old. I was like, this isn't for me. Um, <laughs> it's far too hot and it's very racist. So... <laughs> Um, I'm just going to get out of here. And I moved to London when I was about a week old, two weeks old. Welcome to um, London. Yep, and grew up in London, but I actually have dual citizenship and I've, I've been back and forth between the UK and the nice. US. I remember you back. saying that. Yeah, very nice. So, so yeah, similar to kind of you now live over in the, in the US, but uh, obviously grew up in the UK. So, uh, so yeah, so like the sort of the distinctions between those two different cultures and stuff like that is something that's always kind of been interesting to me because oh, it's fascinating yeah. that background yeah they say two cultures separated by a common language <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
hundred percent. So I mean, what did you tell me a little bit? Like, what did you want to? If you can remember, what did you want to do when you was growing up? And when when did the dating side come into life? How on earth? Well, yeah. So when you said your alpha origin, were you a were you a player or were you the opposite? Like, what? How do you get to a dating coach? Were you a shocker in the dating game and then you became a legend? How did it work? Tell me. Yeah. So um, (laughs) so when you said your alpha origins, it's funny because I would say they would be my. They would be my beta origins, and I over time became uh, the alpha that you see in front of you today. And that's what this we want, man. Incredible, um, you know, <laughs> specimen. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so, oh my so uh, okay. yeah, as you know, it it may it may seem surprising that um, that someone who's uh, who's a professional dating coach would have started out uh i spent most of their life being uh, incredibly bad with women but that's exactly what my my journey was like so through through all of uh school and university i was pretty much like the nerdy guy um sat at the back of class didn't really have that many friends and really talk to that many people um was good sort of academically but um definitely not good socially in any respect um and to the point where actually I often tell this uh, story when I'm speaking to uh, to potential clients when they're going through kind of their journey and where they're at at the moment, that at university, um, I had this thing where I'm really bad at recognizing people. I don't know if anyone else has that thing where like, it just takes me, it takes me about twice as long to recognize somebody as the average person. So what kept happening is um, at university, I would walk past, walk through like the main area where everybody goes to, everyone goes to class. Yeah. And um, I'd see someone, and then they'd pass me, and only after they'd pass me would I recognize whether I knew them or not. And this kept happening. So my anxiety was so bad, I would walk through the main area of school where people would pass uh, pass you by, and I was so late at recognizing whether I knew people that people I knew kept walking by, and I wouldn't say hello to them. Or I'd see someone and be like, is that someone I know? Wave to them. And then it turned out to be someone I didn't know. And horrible, horrible embarrassment, of course. So bad that my solution to this was avoid that entire area. Maybe it's an English thing, but I don't think so. I, 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 well, again, I can relate to stuff like that. Where, you know, everyone's done that weird thing, like you say, where there's a situation, which is looking back, you think, oh, it's not that bad. But at the time you just think, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. And you literally would go out of your way and you'll get these little routines and you'll avoid certain places where you think you're going to bump into certain people or situations rather than like you say, try and deal with it or just, just, yeah, just avoid that embarrassment. You spend more time worrying about whether what you do or say is going to be um, approved by people that you stop caring about what's going to actually make you happy. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, that affected me to that point, to the point where I spent most of my life going, what can I do to avoid mm-hmm. screwing up and being embarrassed and being, and being awkward? And for most people, the solution to that is avoid social situations. Yeah. Avoid potentially meeting anybody because then you definitely won't be criticized or judged or rejected definitely don't you know avoid uh going outside of your comfort zone and asking a girl out because then definitely you won't be rejected so why uh, put huge. you in that yeah, position? Huge. people always assume 
certain things from back in your past. And when I was at uni, I can definitely relate to a lot of that, you know, in terms of like asking girls out. I don't think I asked a girl out literally in the entire of my university. I, can, I cannot remember. Thank, thank God for drunken nights out. But I, I, I literally, but, but that would be it. They, they say in England a lot of, you know, the Dutch courage and all that sort of stuff. But like in terms of like legitimately in the day, not, you know, going out and out of your way and interacting like that as a, as a young man and university, you know, I like I, I worry for these kids, these people in America where they can't, in theory, drink till they're 21. Because if that had happened in England, I'd have had no game back in the day. Like, so I could definitely relate to that. And um, so, why do they call it Dutch courage? Because I, so I was just I've, thinking it I've been weird. to Amsterdam multiple times. <laughs> right, it's a beautiful city. Of the first few times, obviously, to smoke weed. The next few times, because it's actually a beautiful city, it's very romantic. Yeah. A good place to take your girlfriend. And um, you know, they, they drink like half, not even half pints, like glasses of beer, like very casually, very, in a, in a very civilized way, have like a couple of small glasses yeah. of beer and go I home. It should be called English courage because we're the people that <laughs> literally need alcohol in order to be able to speak to anyone we don't already know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you could. I think, again, someone's going to be like, how do they not know? I think in Dutch courage is I always just think, and again, there's no lot, well, there's no reason behind this. It's just, I, you think, oh, it must be something like that. Is it literally that someone made it, that kind of saying up around, they were probably drinking a Dutch beer or something. I have no idea. Post-uni or even in uni, when did it start to change? When was like your awaken, awakening moment, as it were? Like, when did you start to turn the corner? So, so what happened was, is I did actually manage to ask out one girl at university. So, uh, uh, yeah, unlike you, I was one step ahead. Um, I, I actually did, uh, in the, towards the, the end of the first year, beginning of the second year, this girl who was in my philosophy class and, um, for whatever stupid reason, she said yes. And, um, I was with her the whole way through university. And then I came to a, to a point at the end, towards the end of university where I was like, wait a minute, like I've literally only ever dated one girl. <laughs> it's coming to the end of university. So... Is that, is this it? Is that what my, is this the end of my dating life? And it's like, right, so now I'm going to marry this girl and that's it. Because she, were you, she's perfectly... were, you freak, were you freaking out or are you just thinking about it? Yeah, no, I would, I mean, I, yeah, because I was like, is, because in that, in that moment, like if any, if you've ever been in a, in a, uh, a you know, a long, a long relationship, I think most, most people will find that the relationships that last past a year or two, like usually people stay in relationships longer yeah. than I'd never gone past six months. <laughs> the first time I went past six months, I was like, I'm done for. And I, there's a moment like that where I was like, Oh, and like in, in a good way. And a bit, still a freak out way as well. Like once I go past and like, literally I thought, damn, this, this is, this is the one I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of the game. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> in a positive way. I was like, I'm in joking. I'm screwed. Like that's, that's it. Like that's the end of dating life kind of thing. Like once I got past six months, that was it. Up to that point, I was kind of my, like my, my zone because unless I was really serious about it, it kind of got to that six month point. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm not one of these people who would stay with someone for the sake of it or, you know, I would, I think that would be harsher in some ways because, you know, so it gets to that point. It's kind of like a fish will cut bait, I guess. And I'd, I'd always cut bait, not necessarily me, but it just naturally happened. So once I went past six months, that's it now, or however many years it is later, a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think, I think that's, that's, well, there's two points there. Number one, some, like for many people, relationships 
kind of last longer than they probably should have. And also a lot of guys are afraid to, I think that it's not, it's not a, this whole thing. Oh, guys are afraid of commitment. It's not that. I think that um, what happens is with a, a lot of guys, especially in, my, especially in our weird uh, dating coach industry, guys have go like, Oh, look at, you know, look at all these girls I've dated or whatever. But it's like every single one of those is like, you know, a one night stand or like a few, a few weeks. And it's like, so you've, you know, you've slept with like hundreds of women or whatever, but not a single one of, not a single one of whom you actually stayed longer than like a few weeks with. Like to me, that's a sign that there's something wrong with you. Oh, like yeah. that you, that you feel that like you have to basically end it before the opportunity to actually open up and be yourself because maybe you feel like if you finally open up and are yourself around her, she's going to be like, Oh, I don't, you know, she's going to reject you and be like, Oh, I don't want to be with this person. And then that's going to hurt your fragile little ego. Yes. Um, Such a good point. So, um, so anyway, so I was going through this, this crisis point and I was, I was talking about it with a a good friend of mine who I, who uh, I lived with um, sort of a flatmate of mine, both for university and also after university um, for a year or so in New York. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, should I? Cause I have never date, you know, really done the whole dating thing. Like maybe I should, maybe I could do better. I have no evidence of that, but maybe I could. Um, and he was like, I've got, I don't worry, mate. I've got just the thing for you. And the next day he brought me this thing, which looked like a Bible and it was a copy of Neil Strauss's, but the game that had uh, come out in yeah. 2006. Um, and I read through it and as if it was an instruction manual, which it isn't. <laughs> um, but when you're in the place of scarcity, you read it like it is one. And a lot of guys did that, made that mistake. So I read through it and I was like, oh my God, psychological techniques I can use to manipulate women into sleeping with me. Go out, I get all these women and then I'll, then I'll have the, the choice and then I'll know uh, if I'm making the right decision or whatever it is. So I went out and I started using all the stuff. And initially there was some success from it because actually it was fundamentally giving, uh, giving like at least some training wheels or something or like motivation to go outside and speak to people. Yeah. To be social, right. To be like, maybe you should care about like what clothes you wear and stuff, yeah. <laughs> like get a haircut and shit, like yeah. obvious stuff. But I didn't do any of that. The one good thing that book did for me anyway, is it got me um, recognizing that it's worth considering how other people perceive you. And if you are interested in uh, you know, meeting and dating more women, then trying to have a, 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 you know, a good, uh, as good as you can do with what you look like, have some, you know, have a, a pleasant uh, appearance, go to the gym, you know, try and dress well, and just be social and go out and, and start, start conversations, at least try and do that. Um, and it got me doing that. Unfortunately, every part of that system, in my opinion, um, ha- contains far worse li- negative lim- limiting beliefs than the beliefs that they replace. Mm. Um, because what it does is it focus is that is that book. If if uh, if anyone hasn't read it, um, it was written by Neil Strauss. He basically um, wrote about like the main character in that book is this guy called uh, Eric von Markvik, aka Mystery. And it follows him through 
going around basically codifying his system, the mystery method, and then teaching it to teaching it to guys. That system basically tells you that you the goal of the social interaction is to control how women react to you by doing and saying the right thing. And the yeah. right thing is basically a combination of making her feel uh, inferior um, and lowering her self-esteem while at the same time proving how great you are by sort of telling bragging stories and, and telling all these stories that show how, how cool you are and how much money you have and all this stuff. Whoa. The, the pro well, if, if it isn't obvious what the problem is, <laughs> um, then although it, although it might get some short-term success for, for some people, which it does, I mean, people mm -hmm. go through these courses and, and say they- like, oh, said, like you said, the thing is, it's the difference between someone who's trying so usually, like you say, if someone, they probably haven't even been you know, going out there being active, or like you say, it gives them a little bit of confidence to at least try. And so that's going to obviously impact their results, which, you know, actually taking action as opposed to sitting there thinking about it is going to have a huge jump in performance, whether the advice is that good or not, at least they're trying. Exactly. So, it, so a lot of people get these sort of, um, the kind of results during and in the few weeks like after their course where they're still in like a you know going out and doing stuff but the actual method itself like the actual system of it which is couched in kind of um a bit of evolutionary psychology that he's kind of manipulated to suit his um to justify his um his method yeah basically inserts these limiting beliefs the the, the most fundamental of which is basically that your value is extrinsic to you your value is what other people decide it is and what you need to do is you need to go you need to learn psychological tricks that you can use to manipulate other people into believing that you have higher value brackets than you actually do yeah no, so what it's what it's doing is it's basically it's it, it's it creates um, people, and this is what happened from 2006, 2007, 2008, there was a big explosion of all these so-called pickup artists that were going around using the stuff and women, they hated it. They yeah. were like, what is, what is going on with guys coming up to me and saying this, like saying some like insult as like the first thing they say to me and then <laughs> doing magic tricks like and wearing a wearing like a giant hat with goggles on. Like, what it what's going on with guys today? Like, are they all homosexuals? What's what's happening? Um, and I spent a lot of time. Now I can joke about it, but yeah. I spent a lot of time being like, yeah, this is going to be the answer to my problems, and I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to be able to tail a woman. That didn't happen. I spent three years going out do, doing all this stuff. Um, in nightclubs and things like that. I didn't get, to, I didn't stoop to the level of, of doing magic tricks. How does one become a dating coach then from this? Like you obviously there's, there's a, a bit of a journey now here and it's, it sounds like you're getting to the point you are now, but how do you like, when did you even think, Oh, I will be a dating coach. or I'm going to become a dating coach. And then tell me a little bit about, you know, the infinite man summit. Three years of, of failure with this system led me to a point where I was like, right, obviously this doesn't work. And um, it's, probably 
because I'm just too unattractive for the, for these methods to work. So this, because of the way that the system was taught, it led me to blame myself and be like, I'm just not, like, I don't, I'm not doing it right or I'm just not good enough. Yeah. So uh, then in my, in my constant search for like new material and, and, and new stuff to go try, I stumbled across a video of a guy who um, seemed like he was American and he was going, he wasn't going into nightclubs and he wasn't doing any of these things. He was walking around in the daytime and he was breaking all the rules that I'd read in all of this stuff. He wasn't doing any of the negging, which is the insult thing. He wasn't doing any DHVing, which is the like how sort of prove yourself with stories about how great you are. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just messing around being a bit of an idiot and just having fun talk like talking to random yeah. girls on the street and they lo absolutely loved it doing it yeah because all the material out there was very serious it was like you have to be the serious james bond-esque you know <laughs> super suave guy yeah. in order to be able to attract women like that's the only way to do it yeah and yeah that fundamentally that's just not that wasn't that's not me yeah so i saw in this guy i was like well his sense of humor is similar to mine and i've been struggling with the stuff for like three years um you know what? Screw it. I've I've read all the I've read all the books. I've read all the all the free material. I've watched all the free videos. Um, maybe it's time to just try and finally sort this out. Yeah. And then if I don't, just quit it and just be like, just accept that this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be my life, and I'm not gonna be the kind of guy that can just um, you know be attracted to women. So so uh, I went on this guy's course. His name's uh, Sasha Daygame, and um, over the course of the first few hours of doing that course my entire mindset surrounding uh, women and what attraction is and um, everything to do with dating relationships completely changed. Yeah. Uh, I went from someone who, as I mentioned before, literally was so fearful of what other people thought of me that I did everything I could to avoid awkwardness, to avoid confrontation, to avoid saying anything that might be embarrassing, um, to... At, you know, to the point where I'd literally just avoid social situations as much as I could to somebody who within two hours of doing that course turned to Sasha and said, I could go up to anybody right now, say anything to them. And I literally don't give a shit what they think. Nice. And that wasn't something that was just like, you know, in a, some kind of fun state on that course. Mm. That is literally something. It's something I know to be true. It started then yeah. and it's never stopped. And I've, I can say, I've, I've witnessed it. That's how you, when I met you, you know, that's how you come across. And I, I saw you obviously interacting with literally anyone and everyone. And it, it, that vibe came across. And I, I like it. I like it a lot, you know, because it's oh, very you know, nice of you to say. In them, in them sort of situations, you can definitely tell some people who are just, no problem with being bothered about what, but too bothered about almost putting on a front or how others are seeing them in that kind of sense. Like you say, it's good to be, you know, take care of your appearance and stuff, but there's, you can definitely see when you talk to some people, you know, you're going to have to talk to them for about three or four hours or multiple times to see them multiple times before you actually kind of see who they are. The yeah. problem with doing that is exactly, is exactly what you're saying. Most people are so trapped by not just, not just a bunch of limiting beliefs, but fundamentally their ego. This is what we talk about on, um, on the courses that they, um, feel like they need to create this facade that they show the world in order to protect themselves, in order to protect and stop the world from seeing who they actually are. Yeah. And what the course taught me was actually 
the most important thing, the most attractive thing, the most, uh, the most rewarding thing for yourself, um, and the easiest way to connect with people is to simply remove the facade and only ever express who you actually are at all times. Love it. Absolutely love it. What are some key, either key mistakes you see guys making in general in this arena or some things they could do, you know, they should be doing as part of their process. And I mean, that's obviously a key one you said there. The, the biggest thing starts from that, re that realization. So there's, there's a, a key realization, which a lot of different people are speaking about. I mean, you know, Buddha probably talked about it um, thousands of years ago is that um, for whatever reason, society and everything else tells us that what we need to do is kind of try and figure out what other people are thinking so we can modify what we do and say in order to get them to have a certain opinion of us, in order to get them to accept us, in order to get them to validate us. And actually, it's the lie that they use to sell eBooks and courses. So the first step is to recognize and just become, just accept and be okay with the fact some people are not going to like you. I like it. I just, from an English sense, you'd say that you're not everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. Like, don't worry about you're it. Not, I mean, look at me for God's sake. <laughs> I, used to say, I used to always say to Christina, <laughs> say like, I'm, what a result, like the best looking woman with the worst taste. Because again, <laughs> no. At the end of the day, just because you are a certain like physical appearance or you are a certain person, it doesn't mean you're necessarily, you, everyone, everyone likes something different you, within variations, you know? So if, like you say, for, no matter what you, you think you look like or whatever, you may be spot on someone's little sort of like exactly what they're looking for. And they could, who knows, they could be anyone. Their level of attractiveness doesn't affect their own taste, as it were. Like they exactly. may, they may be well into what you're putting out there, but exactly. that's, if you, that's if you put it out there, you may have exactly. this facade and they're like, uh, another generic or another one of these guys. Whereas if you just put it out there, then like you say, you're going to repel some, which, well, or they're not going to, it's not their cup of tea, but others are going to be like, Oh, this is my special source. There we go. Yeah. And this is exactly what I found is like in my, in my, in my previous life, when I did go into social situation, when I did meet people, basically 80 to 90% of people were basically indifferent to me because I didn't really put anything out. So they had to do exactly what you just said of like, if they really kept going and kept seeing me over time, they kind of get to know me and be like, oh, I was an all right guy. Yeah. But people's initial impressions of me were fundamentally like, oh yeah, he's all right. And then a very, very small percentage of people would instantly dislike me just because of what I look like. Mm. And um, a very small percent of, uh, of people would be able to kind of see through the, what, you know, the facade or whatever and be like, yeah, I think he, there's something to this guy. Most people are so afraid to do anything to express themselves because of that tiny percentage who instantly don't like them when the fact is that's going to happen anyway. Then I started just being like, oh, I'm just going to express who I am immediately. Yeah. And what happened is, is way fewer people can be lukewarm, right? A larger percentage of people will be like, no, absolutely not. But a much bigger percentage of people will instantly be like, wow, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? Like, what, like and this is exactly what happens. Like, we're, we're on this podcast right now because the first time that we sort of met at one of the events or whatever, and we had a chat, like the stuff that I was saying resonated with you and the stuff that you were saying resonated with me. And that was it. Yep. Like we wouldn't be here 
if we had been tried, oh, we should be professional and, and yep. you know, this is a networking event and we should hand out business cards and you know what I mean? Like yep. this wouldn't have happened. The more you're willing to go out and put out your sense of humor and what you're interested in talking about and everything else, the more you're willing to just own like who you are and what you look like. If you're, li- if you're like, um, you know, super lanky with glasses and a bit awkward and stuff like that, just own the fucking like, I'm the, I'm the, the sort of cool nerdy guy. There's going to be women that. out there that, yeah, like that, that's literally their dream man who that's, yeah. that, that's, and that's, like you said, they're going to own that. That's, that's it. <laughs> you know, at a certain, at a certain point, it's like, that's who you are. Yeah. So instead of apologizing for it and trying to hide it, just be it. Whoever's listening right now, um, guys, I guarantee you, if you're, if you're single and you're in the city, there are women walking around today, right now, as you listen to this, whose perfect ideal of their dream man is you. Would it not be worth going outside and maybe having 50 or 100 conversations that last a second where people go, oh, no, thank you, to find that one who's literally like, this guy's the perfect guy for me. Awesome. Very isn't, that, isn't it worth it? What yeah, do you have to lose? powerful, actionable, exactly. What they have to lose is their, little, their ego getting back. Yeah, is that one moment That's where it. they go, um, oh, sorry, no thanks. Right? Yeah. So fucking what? <laughs> Swiftly into the alpha round, is there a particular book or resource that, around that that you'd like to recommend or maybe your favorite book of all time or just Absolutely. the of the month? Yeah. If you're looking for this mindset specific to dating, then please check out uh, all of Sasha's material. Uh, he wrote a, he wrote an ebook called uh, the Direct Day Game Bible, which uh, I helped edit, which is great. And there's a whole four video f- uh, course series you can watch, uh, which is totally for free, but that goes through the whole system. So, um, but in terms of just in general, this this uh, this mindset, um, the first one is a book called Cy- uh, Cyber Cybernetics. Ah, uh, yep, I've heard by of Maxwell Maltz. Yep, um, which is like laid the foundation for their self-help help movement as it is today. Like all the great people that you know, Tony Robbins and stuff like that, have based a lot of what they do on that book. The moment that you go, you know what? That doesn't matter and I, I can actually succeed in whatever area, regardless of the fact that I'm ginger and lanky and a bit weird, <laughs> then that's the moment that you will start succeeding. Like that's literally true. So am um, I going to take that as your alpha quote? Because it sounds like it. <laughs> um, no matter how ginger you are. I mean, look at Ed Sheeran. No matter how ginger you are, you can oh, still succeed, guys. It's all right. Say, again, this is infinite. I'm loving Ed Sheeran at the moment. Just ran- randomly. Yeah. I, literally, I'm, this is what I want. And again, I'm, I'm going to put this because it's random. I'm going to put this out there, guys. I listen to Ed Sheeran. I know. No, I know no, it's crazy. No, no, Some no, people no. might unsubscribe, but I just have to no, say there's it. There's another level. No, there's another level. <laughs> God. Just to came in a guitar, and when he does live with the loop pedal, it's brilliant. He doesn't I'm, need I'm a band. Just, are you just trying to promote ginger people? What's yeah, well, hey, somebody <laughs> has to. Somebody has to. We've been very oppressed for a very long time. My, my, so my people, been... my people, yeah, you know. Um, and oh, me, Damien Lewis, all of us, you know. I love Damien Lewis. Yeah, He's see? See, guys, it doesn't matter how ginger you are. I keep telling you this. Um, <laughs> so, gonna, so cyber se- you should do a talk on this. This should be your TED talk. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a very niche just audience. This, just all these ginger people going. Yeah, yeah. He, he's brilliant. He's Mate. brilliant as well. All the gingers, we need to rise. And, <laughs> and then just admit on stage and be like, and by the way, I just wanted to, I want to finally admit, I am also ginger. 
it's like it's all <laughs> I'm, right i've been doing my hair for 10 years yeah I'm coming out <laughs> um the second the second resource so cyber <laughs> cyber psych uh, cybernetics by Matt Torrance, psycho cybernetics and the second is um the work of a guy called jamie smart who i highly highly recommend uh, yep. i've been reading his i've been going to his seminars he's based here in the uk reading his stuff he wrote a book called clarity um a few years ago and oh, his most recent yes. book is called results 100 percent of any feeling any emotion that you have the feeling of whether it's a feeling of fear or whether it's a feeling of security stability happiness contentment is entirely created by you and nobody else love it love right it. and once you once you realize that things start to change dramatically it's not easy to always do that you know, through doing this work, through going out and, you know, directly challenging my, uh, my ego for, for years, um, has led me back to that, that realization time and time again. What would you say is one of your sort of personal, almost daily alpha habits that if you didn't do, you're probably at the end of the day, you're going to, it might have gone off the rails. You probably didn't have the best day you could do, do, have had. So something that's kind of essential to you and keeps you on straight and narrow. It's a really simple thing to just add in to your day like it doesn't require like years of work and stuff like that like i'm always looking for the not like the hack because i think that's maybe like too much of a shortcut sometimes but just a really simple thing you can add is every morning i take my heart rate variability on uh, called hrv on a mo uh, monitor there's an app called elite hrv mm -hmm. and you just need a heart rate monitor which you can buy on amazon for whatever yeah I don't know, 50 quid 100 quid yeah. um and you just I just strap it to my, uh, you just strap it around you and you can use it for other stuff. You can take it to the gym and use it when you're, yeah. when you're doing your workouts and things like that. But I just use it. I put it on in the morning and, um, in order for the app to function correctly, you have to take a morning reading. So it's a way to make you know, it's a way to just gamify the whole thing. And it makes you just do like five minutes of breathing mm. where it actually shows you on the screen. It goes in and then out oh, yeah. it just I've, shows yeah. you like, when to like breathe a, in yeah, the and when to breathe out. A bit like that as well. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. Like, HRV in the morning. Uh, very, very easy thing to do. Quickly though, I mean, you've mentioned it. So, well, I think you've mentioned the guy, but well, this is like my Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? And you've mentioned Stasher a few times. Yeah, basically I did his course. It was so transformational. It completely changed my life to the point where um, I, was, uh, I, had, I was going on like three or four dates a week it was coming from a place of choice rather than where most people come, which is a place of scarcity yeah. um, and a place of fear, fear of being alone, fear of being left. So um, after this amazing transformation, which happened only over the like three to five months after I took this course, um, I went back to him and I was like, listen, I, I just want to help other people know that this thing exists. You know, all the problems that I had went away and I didn't need any more theory. I didn't need any more stuff to learn. I didn't even need more, more material. Yeah. This is the, this is the trap that, that, you know, that people get into, I think. And it happens the same, you know, we go to the business conferences and stuff like that. However much, you know, like whatever industry you're in, you're not going to figure it out by yourself, right? Just find people who are really, really good, right? Have spent years obsessing over this one particular aspect. And if that's something that you need to improve, hire them and tell, and get them to take you through it and make you do the stuff. Otherwise you're not going to do it. You're just not like the more that I've learned and the, and the older I am and the more experience I have, the more my attitude is, all right, sir, tell me what to do. Mm. Right. And the younger I was, the younger you are, the more you think, you know, stuff, 
And the more you're like, yeah, you yeah, know, I'll be able to figure this out. No, you're not. You're not. I mean, Sasha has come through strong on this and I, I've, got to, I've got to get him on at some stage. So I'm going to take that as a given. Who else do you think maybe might be a good interview for the show or someone you'd like to listen to yourself or who would you recommend? Um, I would def definitely also recommend Jamie Smart. He's great. Mm -hmm. Josh Mason as well. Also a uh, health coach who does a, a detox program, which I'm currently doing. Um, and his story again, like similar to, you know, I have a whole story where I came from uh, nothing, whatever, um, compared to my story compared to his is absolutely nothing. He was, he came through incredible hardship and literally almost death. Um, and then like rescued himself from literally going to die to, um, you know, incredible, amazing quality of life and health. So he's, he's worth having a chat yeah. with. For sure. Speaking <laughs> of the infinite man. So I wanted to just say, so, so I then spent the next, uh, six years working with Sasha to, to, to build that business. Um, every time we actually hang out when we see each other, um, we don't really talk about dating and stuff like that because we're past that. Like he's married. I've got a uh, girlfriend of seven years who I live with. What we talk about is the business. We talk about health. We talk about like, oh, you know, he's always, when he travels, he's got all these millions of supplements. I have millions of supplements. And we talk about all the, all the health stuff we're doing. And we talk about just like our general kind of like spiritual journey, I guess. That's what we talk about. So we're like, wait a minute. There's probably a few guys on our list who aren't there yet, they haven't quite solved the dating, but actually their dating problem isn't a, you don't have the techniques, it's that the rest of their life isn't really working for yeah. them. They can't really feel worthy to bring a girl into their life because they're broke, they're yeah. overweight, they're depressed, yeah. they have no direction in life. Why you wanna you know, inflict that life on a, on a beautiful woman. Like she's, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. So it's like, let's, why don't we at least see if people would be interested in coming to an event where yes, we'll talk about dating and stuff, but we'll also talk about health and fitness. We'll I mean, also have speakers. Alphas. Yeah. We'll yeah, also have like true alpha dudes who are <laughs> bros, um, who are, you know, really passionate about, uh, about business and, and stuff like that. And people who are, who are, um, all about passion and purpose and finding that like spiritual element and, and find that direction in their lives. And we had like over 120 guys to the first event in London um, and the energy in the room and, and it was amazing. So we were really happy. And so we decided to do another one, well, which you can find cool. out about if you go to infinitemansummit.com. I was just saying, what's the best way to contact you? So there's a way, and I will be speaking at the Infinite Man. It's all about what I'm about. It's, it's awesome. So uh, definitely go check that out. And uh, apart from that, what's the other way people can uh, connect? Uh, Ryan Black on Facebook. I am also Ryan Black on YouTube. I've got uh, uh, some, some instructional videos there. And uh, there's also the Infinite Man Mastermind Facebook group, which is totally free. You can just join and get self-development stuff, con uh, new content and things like that, and updates about the event all there. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today, Ryan. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening, guys. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. If you have any interest in podcasts, living life to the max, and how you can get your own TEDx talk within the next three months, you need to reach out to me. Head over to ayalpha.com, head over to Facebook, and search for Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and jump on the inside. Let's connect, let's take it to the next level. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review, it'll help get him off my back.